Look, golf, it's bad. I'm sure that pouring barrels of oil into the river with your friends is fun too, but it's not very sustainable. You can think of a lot better things to do with your friends. It's sustainable. So golf's bad. You heard it here <laughs> first, the new rich sport of the future, <laughs> oil dumping. <laughs> got too much oil? Don't know what to do with it? What do you guys do this weekend? I got some oil in my backyard <laughs> for dumping the river. Like, yeah, all right. That'd be great. It. Let's set it on fire, then dump it. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hi, and welcome to the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast. I'm Crofton Steers, and I'm here with my two friends where we will chat, discuss, and review random topics given to us by the Random Topic Generator. Now, uh, today, like every day, I have with me my two friends, Bo Schwartz. Hello, Crofton. Hello, Bo Schwartz. And Michael Hodgins. And Michael Hodgins. Good good day, fellows. <laughs> oh, there he is. There he is. Uh, good day, good day to you both. I always I always introduce it in such a way that it makes makes it seem like you guys are my only two friends. Like I have my two friends. Please be my <laughs> friends forever. I thought maybe we were your only two friends. What other friends no, do you have? That's my assumption. <laughs> uh, maybe it's a correct. I want to say hello to the listeners as well. Hello, listeners. Hey, listeners. Um, so, guys, uh, we're just off the Easter break. We've taken a bit of a break from podcasting, so we're getting back in the saddle. You guys have fun this Easter? Yeah, I got to see family. It was pretty nice. I've Sweet. Been... It's good. Um, I, I yeah, love... I'm, I'm, I'm coming off a of post-Easter sickness, or I have sick. I've become sick since I took a... I took a trip to Calgary to visit family, and I uh, and Andrea had a cold, and her brother had a bit of a cold too. But um, now I have the cold, so <clears throat> I don't know if it's apparent. Probably not it's my throat right now. But in any case, yeah, I had a good time out there. Uh, it, I'd never really been around Calgary before. Have you guys spent any time out there? I know Crofton, you have a bit. I went to uh, my brother's wedding last year in Calgary, and. Did- uh, and yeah, it's funny because Andrew's brother lives in Calgary. My brother lives in Calgary. It's a it's a bit of a boom town in 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 Canada. And uh, seems to be it seems to be now. Uh, I've got passed through it a few times to go skiing. And uh, this time we went out to Drumheller. You guys are like heard of this place? It's the dinosaur. No. no. Where they find all the dinosaur. Oh bones. right, yeah, 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 yeah. Man, it's pretty cool. It's a neat museum. I highly recommend it. If you are in the Calgary area, you should check it out. But um. It was nice to spend time with with uh, Brendan and Jackie. Those uh, uh, are family out there, and and Brendan happens to be a doctor or is in residency out there. Mm. And I was talking to him about uh, smoking cessation stuff. So cue smoke watch. Uh. Oh, smoke watch. Watch brought to you by Procrastinex. For when you want to do something tomorrow, take Procrastinex. Known side effects include stealing jokes from Stephen Colbert <laughs> and so, lumpy butt. I, I I'll take that to mean you have not quit smoking yet. Uh, I've not fully quit smoking, but I've taken steps to quit smoking. I have in my hand a placebo cigarette, so it's huh. the vapor cigarette. 
Um, also commonly referred to as an e-cigarette, but here's the deal. It doesn't have nicotine in it. Um, and I think I read an article today online that was um, suggesting, I think that there's some controversy over whether or not you can actually sell e-cigarettes because Health yeah. Canada regulates nicotine. But a lot of the people, there's a vendor in Ottawa, I found it today, um, who appears yeah, it's right to near be, my house. this is called Smoke Up. Well, there's one called Smoke Effects. I think there's another one. And I think they're claiming it's under some chemicals thing. Anyway, it's kind of controversial in that. Yeah, it used to only be so like, I remember some friends of mine brought, bought some at the Shawville Fair a few years ago, cause it, which was kind of black market because it's just some booth set up, but they're not like officially legal or anything. So is this helping you stop smoking yet? Well, I've, um, I've had it for two days. <laughs> and, <laughs> and really, um, I have a tendency to like enjoy the act of smoking. Uh, you might say I have an oral fixation, although I'm not sure... I'm not sure if that's that. actually true. It's a self-diagnosis, so it could be completely wrong. But, um, you know, Likely. like when I'm done a smoke, I still have an immediate desire to want to continue like the act of smoking. Maybe I don't yeah. want more nicotine. So but I've been using There's the it. chemical addiction and then there's the like yeah. movement and, and yeah. So I've been using it. The results are still too early to say, oh, this is going to work for me. But um, yeah, I also picked up a, a, a box of patches, but I haven't started them yet. I so, figured this in combination with the patches. I bet the patch is a good idea. I'll, uh, first, I'd like to relay a, a couple things Brendan told me because from someone who is a doctor. So let's assume it's correct. I'll probably misquote everything and it'll all be wrong. But uh, <laughs> he did say it takes average seven to ten quits to finally quit. Though oh, wow. he did he did qualify a quit as like it could be two days. So. Like it's just like a time where you're like, I'm going to quit, and you try. So you you're on your way. That's how we started uh, Smoke Watch. Really, I had like a two day quit quit. Yeah, yeah, you you did all right, and you've had other quits before. Uh, and then he was telling me a bit about the uh, so the drugs. I think the main one is like Chem Chem Chentrix. Anyways, and he said so that one's like you know there's like a plugs in your there's like these things in your brain, and like the nicotine is like a plug that goes into a socket. Well, this drug will fill that socket. So that then when you start smoking, uh, you won't get any release from it. You know how like you smoke and you oh, get okay. A- I think that's Zentic. Zentac. Yeah. No, two- it's definitely Champix or something. Okay. Anyways, yes. just, so there's that one. So that one kind of like it, it takes away the nicotine's effect. And okay. then uh, some of the other ones are just are just literally antidepressants, which I found interesting. And he said that they just noticed that certain anti- people who took these antidepressants just were able to quit smoking very easily. So now it's just marketed differently, but it's an antidepressant. Hmm. And last piece of thing, he also told me that the nicotine gum, the way you were chewing it, you just said you'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. He said that probably actually made it less effective. Oh, probably because I was I was reading about it today, and it was like you chew it once or twice, stick it in your gums, like yeah, keep it there and, and save it for when you next need the craving. I'm like, I've got to keep a piece of my gum, a gum in my mouth for like ten minutes without chewing it. That I have an oral fixation. I can't do that. Well. What he was saying is that that stuff, that nicotine is absorbed through your gums. So when you chew it and put it in your like beside your under your tongue or whatever, it's being absorbed. Whereas if you just chew, you're going to end up swallowing a lot of the nicotine and it's not going to be absorbed into your body as quickly. So the putting it under your tongue, it's like when you chew tobacco, you oh. know, people put it like against their gums because that's how you get it. Well, that's very interesting. Yeah, before, so maybe the patch might be a good good try next time. Just before jumping into a topic here uh, today, just closing out this, there was a, it was a poll today that I saw, uh, and it was heavily reported in the news, and it had to do with science, um, and, and, and the smoking thing ties into this, was that um, 
uh, Americans, uh, our neighbors to the south, their confidence in science is is very low in some areas, and and very uh, and higher in others. For instance, only three thirty three percent of Americans are extremely confident that the average temperature of the world is rising because of man made heat greenhouse gases, or that evolution exists, or that sort of thing, like extremely low. But 82% of Americans are extremely confident that smoking causes cancer. Hmm. So um, it, it is interesting that of all the all this sort of mainstream science, the stuff that you hear about the most in the news, that's one of the ones that people actually believe, uh, in, at least in the States. Kind of scary all around anyway. That, that is interesting. But I guess one's related specifically to your body. So you can be like, I understand how my actions affect my bodies. But I refuse to understand how my actions might affect the environment. And so, one, they can relate directly I, to themselves. I think we have a lot of people who know someone who's been the victim of cancer, smoking-related cancer. Like, there's a, lot yeah. of, there's a lot of anecdotal evidence to support the, uh, you know, the scientific evidence, if you will. People dying. <laughs> That's true. But there's a lot of anecdotal evidence to support vaccines, and yet that's a really low percentage of americans in my opinion or a lower percentage speaking of uh speaking of, of people dying i think we have to do a random topic <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say speaking of low confidence in science or, or <laughs> facts let's do a topic all right Shall go we ahead, start Mike. One? <laughs> speaking of lung cancer uh, it's a vapor the, engine. The topic <laughs> today is social media. Social media? All right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to live tweet this podcast. <laughs> well, you're using social media. So I think everyone know, has, a, has a sense of what social media is. Um, chances are, if you're listening to this podcast, if you didn't hear about it from one of us, you found it through social media because that's mainly where we are visible on. We have a Twitter account. We have a Facebook page, and I think social media is the kind of media content we engage in that is created by the populace, like created by the, its users rather than by a set of curators, like in the case of a, a newspaper, the reporter, the journalists, and the people who make the paper are the ones composing the messages for the community to consume. Uh, it's us that makes the uh, the new hotness. Hey, check out this great article and, you know, that kind of thing. Or here's my opinion on why uh, cigarettes are bad, for example. So, so yeah. social it's media... It's also a network then. Yeah. Social sure. media is about, is, is essentially a discussion, whereas previous media was one party telling uh, the other's something so the be it the uh, the the mass media they put out a news story in a newspaper and say this is the news we are telling you the news social media uh is is where a dis- as soon as there's a discussion a back and forth so when you hear people that want to use twitter just to put out their messaging and not like not not respond to messages well that they're not really using social media even though they're using a vehicle for social media just like the government <laughs> like, sure. look, we're on Twitter. Here's a tweet three months uh, after uh, some event happened. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's funny because, you know, I, I totally agree. It is, it is all about that conversation, that back and forth thing. But yet when I think about it, I always think of Facebook, which I kind of hate, even though I'm I, like I use Facebook to some degree. But 
<laughs> because then you're like, oh yeah, it's about a conversation. And like, true, though I feel like often it's about someone telling me that they are playing Farmville and me not caring and no one else caring and no one talking about it. Like it's not like so much of it is just shouting and you know you're just talking to yourself with an audience. Well, and uh, and most you know like that. I feel like a large portion of it has basically devolved into that now. Well, there 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 can be a cacophony of crap that ends up in your news feed. Like nowadays we days we have a news feed where you know what people do on Facebook and on Twitter ends up in this news feed where you catch up on your like I have a it's not like a, a rigid ritual but pretty much once a day if not twice you know, I get up in the morning, I look at my phone, I I check out what's going on on my news feed. I'm like anyone post any cool new pictures? Anyone have anything interesting to say? Mike, you'll always post uh, usually a very interesting article. So I'm like, if there's a mic drop of the week this week, then I'm like, sweet, I'll read that. Um, <laughs> or I'll mark it and save it for later at a time which I feel like reading. Um, and, and you know, I do the same on Twitter. And it's the majority of, I think, the news I receive, because I don't have TV, like I don't have cable subscription. So I don't actually hear about any news through television, I hear about it usually in my Twitter feed. So you might subscribe to your favorite news provider and get your headlines that way. And that's a new way to consume media. Well, it allows you – there's pros and cons to everything and there's pros and cons for sure of social media. And honestly, we could go through each of the main social media um, – methods or providers or what have you, Facebook, Twitter, Flickr, whatever, and give them a good, bad, or bullshit rating. Like Mike mentioned, Facebook. I have some personal issues with Facebook. I I, I do think it's turned into sort of a, a room where everybody sort of advertises their own lives, and now even Facebook does this year-in-review thing where it's like if you just took stock of what people post on Facebook – you would think that they all have like glamorous li- lives because that's all people are people are posting their best moments on on Facebook. Fair enough, but it's not necessarily something. I don't want to see what my you know acquaintance from high school is up to this week, right? But I do think that that when used properly, all of these things offer. Uh, offer tangible benefits in in communicating, and I work I work in communications, and and I can respect what they bring to the table. Uh, but like anything, they can be distorted. Mark um, Mike made the example of farm um, drew attention to like Farmville and the the games on Facebook. That's a that's a good example. Lots of things can be distorted, uh, in lots of different uh, forms of uh, a media, and social media is no exception. It's interesting because I, I do feel like I have those of my like Facebook friends. I'm using the air air quotation marks because a lot of these people I let's face it I don't hardly know. Uh, though maybe I would like to know them better. I don't know. They're they're Facebook friends, not necessarily actual friends. But I feel like there's two kinds. There's there's the kinds who make me like social media, which is to say um, they're you know, smart enough people who are reading or engaging in types of information around the internet or through various news sources that I might not, you know, 
be aware of. And then they post it on Facebook and I'll see a headline and think, oh, that's interesting. And so I find that the network of Facebook or, or another one connects me to a broader range of information than I would otherwise be exposed to. And I found that to be quite an enriching experience. Like, Bo, you say sometimes I have a, you know, you're like, oh, Mike posts interesting articles. I'd say about half the ones I post are just, I'm reposting from somebody else, you know, using that network because I found it interesting and I'm like, I should share this someone shared it with me and i find that that's great and uh and that part of it i like and then the other half of the people on facebook are like play avengers or farmville or posting the minutia of their life which yeah. i really you know it's sometimes it's, it's, it's nice to know they're enjoying their lives but i i don't care that 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 much about the kind of personal stuff a lot of people do because it, it is a facade it's not real i feel like real friendships involve spending time with people they don't involve like posting a selfie of you on the weekend or something like that so i so for me like i feel like i can engage very much in the in the network the media aspect of it is its network but the social aspect i just it sort of doesn't hold a lot of weight for me you're not big on on interacting like on a social level you know chit chat or whatever on facebook like that's not what you use it for well, I find that when I do get into the chit chat, it's usually it, I, I like the discussions about like I posted one. You guys actually might have commented it was some, and I I think someone posted it to me, but it was something about um, vaccines, and uh, and I found it interesting. I posted it, and then a lot of people because uh, vaccines are this big controversial topic. Maybe we'll talk about them on the show sometime. Uh, and it and and so there was like about I don't know fourteen comments of various people saying things about vaccines. So that that type of like chit chat on Facebook I love because it's engaging in ideas or whatever. And that's the kind of stuff I guess I like. Uh, but the kind of like um, look when people take pictures of their meals, it's like it's like mm, yummy yummy brunch this weekend, and they put a picture. I'm like I'm not gonna be like whoa that looks good. I wish I had one. You won't even click I, like you know, if you just like, take a second since you saw it to be like yeah okay that that bacon looks real exceptional. Yeah, maybe nope. if I'm feeling a light mood, I might like something. Because <laughs> he doesn't necessarily want to encourage that, and and that's that's the thing that you sort of look for what you want, and that's one of the great strengths I think of social media. What Mike just described is somebody else's social media hell. He's like, oh. Uh, there are people out there that are probably saying, oh, I'm so sick of these guys that are posting their articles all the time, you know, oh, just spamming through my feed. You know, there's tons of people that would be like that. Other people would be uh, more like Mike. There's people who like to say game on Facebook. We're dismissive of them, but other people might like this. Like it's a sharing of score. Oh, I could see Bo's score. Maybe I can beat Bo's score. I see yeah. Mike's score. Maybe I can beat Mike's score. So they're, they're – they have a different um, sort of intent. And when I look at my Facebook, right now there's tons of people posting uh, baby pictures or family photos, like tons. Their kids do the smallest thing. They post it on Flickr. They post it on Facebook. Uh, and I find that I find that that's annoying to me because I don't care as much. It sounds harsh yeah. to say. But yet those photos have – tons of likes or tons of interest because that's what a lot of people are interested in. They're not interested yeah. in the, the, the stuff that yeah. Mike was talking about. I think, and I know this is true of uh, Facebook in particular, there are options to turn off like any, any like if someone's constantly, like, I think I had someone on my feed who was posting content that I was like, wow, this is coming up a lot and I never want to look at this. You can actually disable so that doesn't, it, there's customization options on Facebook, not so much on Twitter. Also, I think there are whole segments of, of users that enjoy that kind of photograph thing. Like Instagram's a popular social media service where its stock and trade is, here's my new photo, here's my new photo. 
a lot of people just taking pictures of themselves or the things they love or whatever. And I think I think if that's your jam, that's your jam. But we're old enough, so like newsfeed, I think is a relatively like new innovation. At least I don't remember that being the focus of things like MySpace back in the day. Like, RSS feeders were around for quite a long time, though. Yeah, but um, you know, when we talk about places where you could create a profile and be be out there, like you know, um, it was. I think the focus was mainly on your own profile. This newsfeed being a recent, I would say, a more recent innovation. Maybe it's always been there, but I think my use of it at least hasn't been until the last couple of years. But I know I had a MySpace page, and the way you would interact with people is they'd either comment you or direct message you. Um, does you know I like what were, what were your first experiences using social media because it's really evolved? Like I think MySpace was my first. Was my yeah? First, I was uh, I wasn't in that early. I was in uh, you know I had a Facebook. I've had a Facebook account for a while. It's easy to forget, but like Facebook's been around for ten years now, and uh, it's like. Uh, it is it is kind of funny because that coincides with ten years of my adult life, so that goes by faster than when say you're a teenager or in your early twenties. Um, but I would say I've only joined Twitter last year, um, and part of that was for promotional uh, promotional purposes and trying to get this show out there and reach people that I wouldn't be able to reach otherwise. And to that end, it has been somewhat successful. That's that's a kind of interesting point is the whole like promotion. I mean, so many people have little businesses or projects or things like that uh, they're trying to start up and that social media has made it much easier to do things like that. I have a friend starting a an organic flower farm um, in, in Wakefield where you grew up, Crofton. And so she's just getting underway. I think she's basically doing her first season this, this year. And it's this whole like she's got a Facebook page and and can you know posting pictures on instagram related to like business activities very small business she's not going to be making a lot of money for 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 a little while but i feel like the the kind of like and i feel like that's what half of it almost is is is, is kind of pro- promotional or it seems whether it's either even big uh, big companies are starting to appear in my news feed like uh, or small you- or small people like your friend for example is a good example uh, when you mentioned the taking photos of food and how that annoys you there's a ton of people that are really into that and like foodies in particular and there is somebody local Ottawa named uh, at foodie prince or something who is who is uh, essentially uh, just Somebody that w- got into taking photos of food, sharing recipes, and all this, and became has become essentially a local celebrity. Um, has has a ton of gets invited on shows and stuff, and has a ton of followers in the food uh, the food community. That's what I think is interesting about social media that you can target these different things. But it also I think it's one of the big weaknesses because take me for example, right now I can. I like news. I, I, I follow news, but I recognize now that I somewhat cherry pick the news I want to follow. And social media makes that really easy. So, for instance, a, and it contributes to firestorms, the Rod For, Rob Ford crack story that's gone international. Uh, he's mayor of Toronto, smoke crack, pretty much storyline speaks for itself. Um, it is. It, it captured my attention much in the way celebrity gossip might capture someone else's attention. And so through Twitter, through Facebook, every little Rob Ford shenanigan, oh, click, click, click. I'll click there. And by my click 
is sort of my approval saying that I want more of this. And therefore, this type of news is going to rise to the top and other types of news are going to fall below. Another example right now is I'm into I'm into a piece of Canadian legislation uh, in the House of Commons. It's fairly controversial in this country. Nerd. Yeah. Essentially, yes. So I'm following this, but there's tons of people that are just following every little um, update with regards to this plane that disappeared, uh, Air Mal- uh, Malaysia plane that disappeared like over a month ago. They just want to, they just want every little update. Where and so because of their interest, it becomes it rises to the top in social media. That's where you know. That's where you you're see, talking about engagement rates. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'm talking about you find what you're looking for and then the voice of the masses start taking starting over a little bit and then the mainstream media and, and not the social media starts becoming tailored to those audiences. You start to get, you know, more Rob Ford stories and less war in Ukraine stories because that's what people are clicking on which, through social media. Which, and because I was about to ask what are the shortcomings or dangers or negatives about social media, which strikes me as one of the biggest ones is that what everyone thinks is the most important or most interesting is not necessarily what we should be focusing on. The fact that Rob Ford is the mayor it's like it's a goofball story. Should he be thrown out? Yeah, maybe, whatever. Uh, but there's probably more engaging stories, more important things worthy of our attention than that story in particular. Like it's a joke. I mean, pe- the reason people are interested in it, it's not because they have developed an intense interest in politics and all of a sudden there's this goofball. It's more just that it's funny. So because he's the it's mayor funny, of his, he's the it, mayor of a city I don't even live in. Yeah, yeah, and it but and it, it, it makes American that- news too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 funny, and I feel like that that has holds a lot of weight in social media. But it is interesting because if you think before there was social media, there were basically news gatekeepers in the forms of whatever media outlets there were, decide what's newsworthy, put it out there without much much consideration to audience. And I and I feel like you know that's a lot we're talking about is the the audience stuff. And so now social media is like. Build into mainstream media as well in that mainstream media I think is much more focused on what audience wants as opposed to what's, what's newsworthy. I think in like things like the 24-hour news cycles, they're much more concerned about audience engagement and 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 make – because ideally you want things that go viral and stay tops. So instead of like digging into really – or doing investigative reporting, it's like you said, that stuff that keeps bubbling to the surface just stays there and eats up time uh, and that a lot of even mainstream media – outlets I think are doing and it's still there but just uh, you know on the surface uh, there's just a lot more the same fluff or the same things that you see over and over again and and maybe we're not spending time thinking about some important important news items that that are just not maybe entertaining so therefore they're not moving up the social media ladder to get like to get big headlines all right so how much how much do you guys use social media in your daily lives like to what extent does it penetrate your your life like this and do you feel like it's too much like or not enough i use it uh it's funny because i consider it like somewhat of work like that i that i want to keep myself informed uh of what you know the technologies of social media so i use it 
almost every day. Definitely work days. Often I'll neglect it all weekend. And you know what? I think there are a lot of people like me. They'll they'll be at work. Oh, you know what? I'll take a break from my job. I'll just update my Facebook or I'll send out a tweet or whatever and all that. But during the weekend, they're off doing better stuff. And often, come Monday, Tuesday, they're sending out tweets or or Facebook messages or whatever talking about how great their weekend are, was. Here's some photos. So I use it. I use it marginally, but honestly, I absolutely force myself to use it both to stay current on what's going on, both and and for my work because I use it at work. Um, but finally, uh, to promote this show and to to get people aware of the show, we do a different topic every week, and uh, it, it's hard to communicate that to people. To get people, you're not just signing up for a new show. You're not just signing up for a, a video game show or uh, or whatever. You're signing up for a show that talks about a different topic every week. I find social media allows you to present those topics in such a way that makes it. Uh, more easily digestible for people. But that's the extent of what I use social media. Maybe we're talking an hour and a half a week tops. Yeah. Well, Mm. it's funny because like I was using, um, we have a Twitter account at Good Bad Bull. And um, that's pretty, because we're grassroots podcast, it's pretty much how I'm trying to build listeners. One of the strategies that we had anyways was to have people subscribe. Now, I'm very particular. I only follow about 50 people. And some of them are questionable. Like I want to get them off because... They often post things that I'm kind of like, oh, this is irrelevant. And so I'm often curating it. So the concept of of following a bunch of people to get a bunch of followbacks was new. But I tried it for the Good, Bad, or Bull account. So chances are, if you happen to be listening to this and recently got a follow from us and you followed us back, that's what I was doing. Um, and I just... It just Use I your just, social media. Yeah. But I haven't really engaged with anybody. I just follow them. They follow me back. And hopefully... You, you know, our stuff shows up in the newsfeed. And if you're interested in it, you're listening to the show right now. And um, what I wanted to say was it was astounding just how many people are authors and writers. Well, that's the same thing. <laughs> Musicians, um, like podcasters, <laughs> like everybody and every there's no like I'm just a regular Joe who works at this job, whatever. I'm like everybody when I'm looking for people, everyone is like, I don't want to say something they're not, but they're definitely not trying to advertise on a, on a service like Twitter. You know, the real I think the whole reality of their life in 180 words or less, they're talking more about their aspirations or what they wish to look like. And I think we touched on that in the beginning. We're like where social media in particular is a lot of wish fulfillment involved uh, with the kinds of images and content and even interactions you're putting out. So you might even pretend on the internet to be something you're not. Oh my God. And that happens a lot too. Well, I feel um, like that's, so, it's gotta yeah. be, it's mostly that because you're never getting a whole snapshot. Like I have all the, I have a lot of people on my Facebook who have babies and if I were to, and that, and they post stuff about babies, but if I were to, th- like I feel like and I know they're spending a lot of their time doing stuff with the babies, but it's still I know it does not give an accurate sense of what their life with the baby is like. It just is like the baby looks happy at this point and that's that's that. It's just as it's really always it's very surface, it's very much a facade, which I feel um but to your question, Bo, how much do I use social media? Yeah, and do you uh, think it's too much? For me it's related di- it's related directly to how bored I am. So I do check it check say Facebook um, quite a lot at work because I find my work in general pretty boring and it's not that busy. So I might, but I literally might check the news feed. I'll scroll down it like in 30 seconds. I find most 
everything people post totally irrelevant and non-interesting. So I'll scroll through quickly, close it. And then maybe yeah. an hour or two later, I'll scroll through again. Like I'm talking like 30 seconds or and, I'll, and I'm just scrolling for headlines. Based. I'm using it as a news source. And that's basically how I use it. And when I realize that that I'm not that interested in it, because whenever I'm doing something that I enjoy, uh, I never think about Facebook. And it'll be like, you know, days could go by, I'm doing something interesting. And then I'll sit down and be like, huh. And then maybe I'm... I'm like, oh, now I'll check Facebook. Like, it's not, it's not something that's actually of importance in, in, in my life. Whereas I think a, so, a lot of people, when they're in the moment of doing something, try to connect that to the social media. You know, they, they're like, I'm doing this. And so I'll, my brother's starting to get into this now, too. He takes a picture and posts it yeah. on Facebook. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But I'm like, why don't you just enjoy the moment? It, you know, why, what's, why it, you have to connect it? it? My opinion on that's mixed because it depends on the person. Like, if a person's actually engaged in – like, I have someone I follow on Twitter who – pretty much every day has something interesting that they're doing. So I'm like, oh, it's cool that you're doing that. And I'm glad for you writing a diary of your events for us to read, I suppose. So, but yeah, I, I think that not everyone is is as interesting. I certainly know that I wouldn't tweet, like my toilet's clogged today. I had a moment where I thought about tweeting it, but, and I was like, whatever, I'm too busy. I'm trying to unclog it. Uh, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> shall we move into verdicts, gentlemen? I think it's time sure. for us to lay down the gavel with conviction. Okay, I'll go first. Sure. Um, I feel like, I don't think we spent a lot of time talking about negative aspects of social media really here. Uh, we spoke but, quite um, a bit about negative. I found we spent more about it than we did the positive. Really? I think we spent more talking about it as, a, as the tool and uh, in any case, whatever, t- uh, history will tell what we talked about when we <laughs> listen to this podcast in the future. Anyways, I'm saying bullshit. I'll just get it out there. So my reason on bullshit, I've talked about this before on this, on this, po- on this podcast, is, is I feel like there is a degradation of, of sort of real uh, social interactions through things like social media. It gives false sense of networks and community, which I don't think is real community. I think is a, is facade, is people putting forth false images of themselves, but, but yet which fulfills this need we all have as human beings to engage with other human beings. But uh, social media is cheapening that and sort of taking away one of the most valuable things it is to be alive and to be and to be a human is that community and it's 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 boiled that down to a selfie and a what am I doing now it's like a snapshot and I just feel like that's sad I think that's bad and I think that's kind of having irreparable uh, well, hopefully not irreparable, but damage <laughs> to our social fabric. I really do. On the other side, this is why I came down on bullshit, is because as a tool for spreading neat information or spreading news, it is extremely useful. There's no doubt about it. And I think that uh, in, in in the modern era, spreading of information, and I think that that's a, that's you know that keeps governments in check, and uh, it's important to things like freedom for people to be able to share information. So it's a super, super useful tool, but it has this huge negative connotation too. So I just think it's it's I had to come down bullshit because I'm really divided on it. Social media. There were a lot of things that we didn't mention on social media in this episode that uh, can indeed be perceived as negatives. You know, one of them is cyberbullying. That's a big deal. Or just being affected um, personally by having your personal life out there to be judged. Not everyone one walks into social media and gets into that kind of situation realizing what kind of trouble they'll they'll get into by uh, putting their stuff out there. Like if you work at a job, for example, and you start talking about personal things 
about the job and it gets out there and it impacts you negatively, that can definitely happen. Um, another as- But another aspect of it too is that it almost feels like it's a necessity these days in certain industries, especially for you to have a social media profile uh, in order to obtain employment now. So being out there, uh, employers, I'm pretty sure it's illegal to look up people's social profiles after an interview i guarantee it happens it happens a lot people are trying to find people on the internet to get a sense of at least in the private sector maybe not in public sectors but uh to get a sense of who they are and i think that kind of thing is dangerous that being said i'm a big i'm a kind of a technology geek so i'm a big fan of being able to communicate things rapidly with one another i think social media and our increasing knowledge of neuroscience um, will one day allow us to have a hive mind? <laughs> and this, these are just the beginning, the beginning signs of that type of a thing. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say social media is good. I'm all for it, and I'm trying my best to uh, be a part of it. I may be in my mid 30s, but I try to have the wherewithal of a 15 year old when it comes to this stuff. So, Crofton, over to you. So I I think social media is interesting, uh, and it is it is you guys are are coming down on two sides of a coin. Both sides I agree with, um, so that that makes it hard. Uh, essentially, essentially, Mike is right. And if you listen to this podcast before, you may have heard me when formulating my verdicts. I always think about things as tools, uh, and and is are they useful? Are they not? In Mike, even Mike gave social media the credit that it deserves. It's an extremely useful tool. It's huge. YouTube um, allows allows anybody to become essentially a famous celebrity or or to share themselves uh, visually with the world. Facebook is people you love saying shit you don't care about, while Twitter is people you don't care about saying things that you love. Um, it's it social media enables globalization but it enables the breaking down of international boundaries you're never going to meet somebody from necessarily from china or taiwan or wherever but there's an increased likelihood that you would through social media meet somebody else or enjoy experiences that you wouldn't at other at, at other points of your life that said as mike touched on it's a really it's a real dangerous tool, and it's one that that offers a tempting web that you can get caught in. Uh, when he said that that you know you it, it degrades your other relationships, I don't think that that's true unless you a let it or, or b don't have those relationships to begin with. Uh, I feel like it's possible to have both, uh, and while I can see that it's an it can have a negative influence, I think. The impact that it's it's leaving on this world is mainly a positive one, and that it's uh, it's something that I would label good. All right, so we have two goods and one bullshit on social right. media, and that is we, going need, on. we need to we need to put the post them someplace so everyone can go like like. Yeah, That's yeah, the, we know, do deep, every deep. week. Yeah, actually, speaking of social media, you can go to our website, goodbadbull.com, and you can vote on whether you think the topic was good, bad, or bullshit. And there are a whole bunch of buttons at the top of the post where you can like the post, share it on Twitter, share it on Google. 
pin it on Pinterest, I think, and put it up on Reddit. Reddit's another Sweet. great social media site. Love um, yeah, so uh, social media, we're all up in that shiz. True, I forgot about Reddit, man. I, I check Reddit. Yeah, every Reddit's day. awesome. Reddit's uh, you know, and hey, you're even, a Reddit. You're a Reddit acolyte, Crawford. I'm a redditor. <laughs> redditor, but and even before that, bulletin boards. We've all uh, participated in bulletin boards, which were the predecessor, I think, for a lot of these services. All right. Yes, is. I like how I'm the token Luddite of our of our group. <laughs> yeah, you are. All right. Uh, I gave you credit in some of my points. We need to take a trip on over to the mailbag here. We got a mail. All right, damn birds. Get off me. Hi, Bo's mom. <laughs> hey, no, Bo's mom. Actually, it's not a message from Bo's mom today. Uh, we have an email what? from Al. And it's a bit lengthy, but um, it's on the subject of golf, and I feel compelled to read it since. Uh, oh know. God, Fermi is <laughs> so, elitist rambling. Let me let's just get started. Hi guys, he says. I'm an avid hey, I'm an avid golfer, and have a few points to make in defense of golf. I would like to preface the message by saying that I concede Mike and Crofton's point that golf courses are terrible for the environment. It's just a fact. They use ridiculous amounts of water, and their irrigation systems drain tons of pesticides and chemicals into their surrounding environments. Here, here. I do believe, however, this is the only point on which we agree. Oxford Dictionaries <laughs> defines a sport as an activity involving physical exertion and skill in which an individual or team competes against another or others for entertainment. Right, exertion, exertion. Now I realize that golf may not have as much physical exertion as, let's say, a hockey or basketball game. It still has some. A baseball game doesn't have as much physical exertion as either of those spo- sports, but it's still considered a sport. You it's, run in baseball. It's just different levels of exertion. I'd also... Chess requires some physical exertion. Hey, okay, let me... This is long. Let me get through this. I'd also ask you to consider the fact that a PGA tournament lasts four days. Not just one. Golfers with a proper swing use their core, back, arm, and leg muscles in unison to pack a huge punch on each swing. They do this 60 to 80 times in the round, not counting practice rounds. During this, doing this all day, four days straight is quite challenging. I uh, would just do it eighteen times. All right, <laughs> that you would not. <laughs> Fun fact: the average golf course is just over eleven kilometers in length. If you walk this carrying your equipment, which weighs thirty pounds, it can make for an exhausting day. Which Trust none me, of them do because they have caddies in the PGA. Caddies. We didn't even well, talk about Al's, caddies. I can't believe it. Al says he does it every time he plays golf. He doesn't have a caddy. Glad to hear it. As for golf being elitist, there are far more affordable public courses than there are private hoity-toity clubs. At least this is now. true where we live here in Ottawa. All golfers I know golf at public courses where you're not required to be a member. On a final note, I'd ask you to look up pictures of Tiger Woods, Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, and Adam Scott, just to name a few. Tell me these aren't athletes. And before I hear another John Daly remark, look up Chuck Hayes of the Toronto Raptors or big baby Glenn Davis of the Orlando Magic. They look like athletes to you? I meant to look up these photos. Are these like fat guys or something? Yeah, they, yeah they're fat gu- <laughs> <Okay>. guards. <laughs> yeah, no, I know I know what he's saying, and, and I know that the image of the golfer uh, is, has changed, and Tiger Woods is, is in large part responsible for that. But, I mean, uh, you know what? Uh, we asked for somebody who loved golf 
to write to write in, and uh, I, I appreciate you got your Al. wish. Yeah, that's we, true. We got our wish. I don't have any really. I don't. I'm not going to change any of my views or, or or my points about it. But I I appreciate where he's coming from, and it brings out a lot of uh, fandom in yeah. in many people. That's why we ask people to I, write course, in so that they get their opinion out. Mike, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I, I of course want to argue with uh, with all of Al's points, but I do appreciate his his view and that he wrote and that he wrote in. You had your turn, so, right? We did our so turn yeah, on I'll the just episode. Leave it at that. And, yeah. I, I got lots right. of jabs. During he also the letter, says so. <laughs> he also says that he loves the show and to keep up the good work. All right. Yay! So if you want Thanks, to contact Al. us, give us your opinion, which we love to hear, or just give us some comments on the show, you can do so at goodbadbull at gmail.com. That's our email address. Get to us there. Write us. We'll read that message on the air. Finally, um, you can reach us on Twitter. Uh, follow us there at goodbadbull. And um, you know, just go to our website and find all the links there. Subscribe to our show on iTunes uh, at goodbadbull.com. Uh, all right. As a final thing, actually, before uh, we take off, I did want to mention, Mike, that um, I made a friend through social media, uh, through Twitch.tv, you know, that place where I stream my video game playing. He's this dude that lives in California, and we've, we were even Skyping and chatting and getting to know each other. He's originally from Canada, but lives in California. He just got a job at a golf course where the yearly membership per person is 200 grand a year. <laughs> Good lord. So on the note of the golf email, I'm like, well, I know someone who works at like a mega rich. And he's like, they're rich and they don't tip at all. Yeah, because that's how they got rich, by being tightwads. Yeah, by spending $200,000 on a country club thing. Anyways, boys. Crofton, if our listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find you? They can follow me on Twitter, one of my favorite pieces of social media, at Crofton Steers. And Mike, if our fine listeners want to find out more about you, where can they find you? They can find me degrading my real social and community networks by posting facade of myself on some social media platform that <laughs> anyone with, you know, anything better to do wouldn't be on. That's where they can find me. <laughs> All right. That's a convoluted <laughs> answer. <laughs> and you can find me at Bo Schwartz on Twitter. All right. Uh, do you guys have a fear of... Um, you know, your Johnson getting out on social media with your phones. Like, sometimes my phone gets lost in my bed, and if it actually takes a picture and gets sent out over Twitter, I'm screwed. I mean, if, do you have that if, fear? If that's where, if you, if that's a legit fear, that just shows how sad we have become as a, as a society. Yeah, well, it could happen. You were muted that whole time. Huh? You were muted that whole time. Oh, sorry.